Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brisenine. My name is Jared Countess. And our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last time we met, it's been a few weeks, but last time we met, we talked about what was going on in the Gabby Petito story about the missing white girl syndrome, what makes a clickable story, rational versus irrational, and how can we raise more awareness? And this week, Jared, what are we going to dive into? We're going to touch on that Sapel special, right? Um, where he, you know, talks about a bunch of very, he talks about a few topics, but mainly he's talking about cancel culture, specifically as it relates to the LGBTQ, and I get that right, community, right? And so, um, you know, in the outrage, the, the Netflix walkout, um, I forget his name, the, uh, the guy who runs Netflix, uh, well, his Netflix refusing to pull the special down um, and everything that's going on with that. And we're going to talk about cancel culture in general and then just groups and tribalism. And I, I mean, uh, eventually I want to get to the main question. Does what place does tribalism have in society today? Right, mm. uh, you know, where, where, where society is like super freaking global because I think that is like, I think that out was part of the question, but we'll get there. Let's let's go ahead and start off with Dave Chappelle. What do you think of the special, Jesse? Dude, well, <laughs> I, I, I need to start by saying, first of all, I, I'm biased because I love Chappelle, I, <laughs> I, I absolutely love him. I think he is he's brilliant. I, I, I really appreciate that kind of comedy. He's he is one that I think nobody's safe. And I, I think that that's really fun. Like, I think humanity, we're at our best when we can laugh at ourselves. And he, uh, he doesn't pull any punches with that, too. He's, he's just, he kind of calls things how he sees them, his observation of humanity. He's brilliant storyteller when he's doing it. And he's, he's, I've laughed so many times over the years to him. I, I didn't think this, this special was his best in terms of funniest, uh-huh. but man, I was, I was emotionally moved that I think it's one of his best in terms of storytelling. And I was crying at the end. I think he, he did such a great job with it. How about you? What did you think of it? I loved it, man. It, and he, I think he hits home a lot of times and the bravery of, of it. I, I really love, we'll get into that in a second, but, um, he hits home on what I think is a lot of the essence of comedy, which is, you know, the idiosyncrasies, right. Or the, or the contradictions of, of human nature. Right? Yes. yes. You know what I mean? I think that's the, I think that's the essence of like what makes something like really, 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 really funny. Right. Like the, you know, uh, if you want to just talk about like stupid, um, you know, comedy, right. The, the, the slapstick comedy, somebody walking in, they stumble over, something and and fall on the ground right like walking is one of the most basic things in the world like how the fuck do you fall off a curb and fall on the ground right like that's that's, you know i mean that's like that's a a a simple way of explaining it or like the really comp but he gets into the complex stuff of like you know how human beings think right so like i'm pretty sure a lot of people watch the Chappelle show so i'll just do the Chappelle show and all his like r kelly skits right I'm a piss on you, pee on you, blah, 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 right? And it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, he's making fun of like this world famous like singer guy and everybody knows that he's in the video 
peeing on, you know, some girl. And it's like, yeah, but he's so great. And he's so, you know what I mean? He can, he's yeah. so musically talented, right? And, and it's like, there's a contradiction there. Like, this would disgust us 99.999% of the time. But because he did it to a soundtrack and it sounded good, we're applauding, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so Chappelle is a master at, at, at that and, 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 how, and how humans, how humans, you know, we don't make sense sometimes, right? We do not make sense. If we talk about all the things that we love and admire and respect and blah, 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 and then we still gravitate towards some things just purely off an emotional thing, right? Just it yes. made us feel this way, right? And so uh, he's he's a he's a master at that, and I think this special, although it wasn't, I don't think it was as funny as either, but it was so it was such a dense topic, right? Like um, I don't think it it could have been his funniest, right? Like it, 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 it had to kind of flip flop between ha 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 ha, and then boom, serious, boom, like pull you out of that laugh and like hit you with some reality, and uh, and I think he did that masterfully in the special um and i think you were going to talk about like that last story right that last story is a great example of how you know you start off laughing right you know uh I, i'll go ahead and start off he tells a story of a, a friend of his who's transgender so the whole th the whole thing he's talking about um you know some of the disparities in, in society between what you can and what you can't say right and, and how people will come after you and so and he's trying to say i'm not he's trying to he say i'm not a uh what is he uh transphobe right <laughs> yeah and like, he's not he's not the the term that the trans community would often use on him to say that he punch he punches down on them yes yeah uh-huh yeah yeah okay so he said and, and and then of course his his analogy to punches down on them he's like i'm black like I don't, I'm on the bottom. I can't punch down on anybody. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. And so, and so he always makes that analogy, right? And um, and uh, but um, so uh, he 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 talk, He tells the story of a transgender comedian that he named Daphne, and he opens it up by talking about how you know he's like, okay, fine. He's like, I like you, whatever. I'll let you open my show, and he talks about her bombing, opening his show, right? And then goes on to talk about how she was a good comedian though, and how, you know, and, and, and what he saw in her and how she, even after bombing, still kind of made the show later. And so, uh, and I'm not gonna dig too deep into it, but it, it, was, it, was a, it was a pretty good story. I think I'm gonna let you tell it from your perspective. That way people can get the punchline and everything else. So I, I and I know you got emotional, so I really want to hear how you how you tell a story. <laughs> yeah, I think that everybody should watch. Everybody should watch this this special if you're curious about it. I think that because I think the controversy coming out of this one was was that there was pushback saying that the special promotes hate speech and incites violence against the trans community. And so the, the, what we see trending in the media is about that. And Netflix has been saying that that's not the case and it's art form. And you've, you've heard about people who are walking out of Netflix because they don't agree with it. And you've seen, 
you know, you've likely seen po- posts and media pictures and stuff of people protesting against it, saying that, you know, there's all sorts of all the all the popular terms that we have floating around right now going on. I, I saw an interview with one person who was saying that, you know, it's a sad inciting hate speech and violence against the trans community and him as a, you know, as a, a privileged white trans person has to be able to speak because of his because of the unprivileged or non-binary. I, I, I'm not even sure. And I, I don't want to say I'm not sure, like to plead insensitivity. I just am literally not sure because in this little clip I saw, this person used probably 15 of the terms that we have going on around in our society today. And I was actually quite pressed on how seamlessly they could link all these terms together in a couple sentences. You know, this non-binary, trans, privileged, homophobic, God, because they because they classify everything, bro. Yeah, yeah. everything is the classification, right? There's 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 no there's no individualism. That's the problem, right? Everything has to be grouped into a classification or some kind of universality. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think that's that's the underlying piece, Jared, is what you said. Everything has to be grouped. Is and we we keep we keep forming groups around grouping. <laughs> you know and it's like which i get that like we we were i was in on the east coast last week and you when you're in boston everybody's talking about the red Sox. it, it was like it was you know it's literally like one of those scenes out of a movie where movies you'll see sometimes when movies are set in boston everybody's talking about the socks and and whatnot and you're thinking right is, do they really talk like that but when you're in boston they do they're everybody's talking about the socks and talking about what's going on they're wearing the red Sox gear and you know and then 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 they just assume that if you're from California, you must be a Dodger fan or something like that. And every time I look at, I tell people, well, actually, I don't really give a shit about baseball. I'm a professional wrestling fan. They look at me like there's something wrong with me, right? <laughs> they can't quite compute that. And, and, and so, you know, that's that tribalism piece, right? We, we form bonds around common denominators. It's like, we could be, if you and I weren't friends and we didn't have anything in common but we were over in Russia and we found ourselves on a train together and I heard you talking on the phone and you're speaking English in a country of everybody speaking Russian. You and I would find something common. Oh, wow. He speaks English. Hey dude, where are you from? Oh, I'm from America. Oh, I'm from America too. Right. And there's this bonding piece that comes right from that because there's, there's a, there's a necessity at that point. Mm-hmm. And it, oftentimes a lot of these groups that we're forming, we're forming out of what we perceive as a necessity and I think what doesn't get acknowledged enough is a lot of times that necessity, why we, we often will mask it as, as, uh, as advancing of rights or equality for our groups. A lot of times the necessity is really to give our own, give our own insecurities a place to go. Beautiful. I I want I want to jump on because you said yeah. the commonality thing. I want to jump on one commonality that he brings up in the special that is probably the only universal commonality for all human beings. Maybe not the only, right? But definitely a true universal, right? If we call it a mathematical law, right? <laughs> all human beings came through the canal <laughs> of a woman, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so and so it's like so. That was his reasoning for saying gender's real, right? It's like, because you were not born from a man and a man alone, or you were not, 
you didn't come through the birth canal of a man. There is no birth canal for a man, right? So that was his, that was, you know, gender's real. And it, for that, right? Everybody comes from a woman. And uh, that was, that was uh, I think, a lovely truth, right? Yeah. And, 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 and if you want to look at universal human constants, see, this is where I'm transgender community might hit me. And that, I think that's a universal human constant, right? We all come from a woman. And if, you know, maybe, you know, you don't want to define a woman as somebody who has the necessary equipment to birth a child, <laughs> right? But I, I, I can, I think you should always understand the people who want to define a woman as that, right? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, you know and, uh, go for and it. It's, and no, and I think that's where we get into trouble because it gets into these things of like, I love that he did his special in Detroit. Because the, the brief times he shows the audience, you see the audience is literally this hodgepodge of humanity. Yeah. And you've said that numerous times over and over during the series, the time we've done this podcast is one of the things that makes America so beautiful is it's this melting pot. Yeah. And, and I think that, I, so I was sharing this with you beforehand. Yesterday, professional wrestling did a, a special. Mm-hmm. And they, they do, this, do this thing every year where they go to Saudi Arabia and they put on a show. Now, keep in mind, it's it's most of the performers in professional wrestling are white, black, Hispanic, or mixed race. And you have this group of, so mostly white, black, Hispanic, mixed race performers performing in, in Saudi Arabia in front of an audience, which Saudi Arabia, I believe, is mostly a Muslim country, right? Mm-hmm. And females. At, <laughs> one, at one point, you have so a mostly Muslim country, right, and all assuming all Muslim audience is chanting the Jewish name of a Jewish performer. The the Jewish performer at one point when his match is over, he's halfway up the ramp and he could easily go to the backstage. He turns around and walks back down to the ringside, and there's this group of about four or five who I'm perceiving as being Muslim boys, you know, young kids, probably eight nine years old, who had been cheering from the whole time because this Jewish guy is their superhero. And he goes back down and hugs these kids. So you have this Jewish man hugging these Muslim children at ringside. And then a little bit later in the show, you have the main event or the co-main event, which is between an, an Irish white woman, a black woman. And I think the other lady is a, a mixed half black, half, I think some, some, you know, kind of a melting pot again of humanity. I'm not quite sure on that, but regardless of that, so the women are the co-main event, right? Now, they're, they're, to have these women being performed at that place is, is, is quite, quite a big deal because it wasn't but a few years ago that was the first time women were even allowed to perform there. And they have some of the, I think, some of the royal, royal families in attendance too. Then you have the audience, the audience chanting, this, this is awesome, which this is awesome chants in professional wrestling are the equivalent of like doing the wave at, at or, you know, baseball or something like that. It's, it's, it's your way of giving the wrestling feedback of knowing that this is, this is, this is, we're loving this. Uh-huh. And so I'm watching this thing happen, Jared. I'm watching this play out. You have, you have a Muslim country chanting a Jewish man's name, the Jewish man hugging, hugging these Muslim children is chanting as a superhero. You have this whole hodgepodge of humanity, you know, mixed race, everybody performing for this Muslim, mostly Muslim group. You have them celebrating and cheering women, 
on stage performing at this high level and they're put at the high level where they're, they're a co-made event. They're no longer kind of like the, whatever they're, they're putting on one of the best shows because they're so talented. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this thinking, you know, this is, and I'm, I'm crying as I'm watching wrestling. Right. Because I think this is so beautiful because I'm like, this is, this is, this is people, right. This isn't even just America. This is most of the world, I think, but we get shown these small selective clips of humanity at its worst. And it gets moonlighted into making it seem like this is, this is who we really are. Well, the, so if it goes to me, like the point, I think the massive point that Chappelle was trying to, to make is that our commonalities, no matter how you want to group people, our commonalities far away our differences. Yeah. Far outweigh our differences. And, and like, as you're telling that story, I'm thinking about, like, again, I go back to, you know, uh, if you ever watched the Boondocks, uh, the guy who created Aaron, uh, whatever the heck his name is. <laughs> anyway, he uh, always talks about, you know, issues in the Black community and, like, the same kind of things Chappelle talks about, right? Like, you know, we love uh, R. Kelly, even though, you know, you know, we knew he had a thing for young girls, right? Well, check it out. Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13-year-old little cousin right <laughs> great balls of fire right so that was there that was a that was a white guy on the other end of the spectrum <laughs> yeah. right? or, or 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 black people who talk about you know white people like donald trump who say grab i grab him by the pussy right or something like that it's like hey listen people no matter their color right we all you know do like i said contradictory yes. non-physical things right you know we we you know woman man you know, black, white, Asian, everything else, you know, and, and, and a lot of the things that, that draw us to make those contradictory emotional decisions, right, are the same across the board. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. Like the, the, the radical conservative and temperament, we talk about this all the time, right, and temperament, behavior, personality is almost exactly the same as the radical liberal and temperament <laughs> personality. <laughs> yeah. You just they, you, you swap them out. It, it's like yeah. yeah. They could just trade places just like this, right? You yeah, know what I mean? That, that's why that you know, we talk about Daryl Davis and we keep coming back to him. Like and he's he's I love what he's done because he he he, he goes and have these conversations and you see like rhetoric if you swap out words, there's there's it's similar. It's just it is. It's, it's it's in it's the same it's similar language it's just the emotion that we're putting behind the emotion we're putting behind it is similar it's just the belief systems we have going into it are are might be a little bit different but it, it is you're absolutely right I and mean, when Chappelle's really saying is it's like gosh we're so much more alike and he's saying it in the special too you you you, you aren't listening to what I'm really saying okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna say something super like I we're so off. I'm so far off from from the from the special, but I'm gonna say something super contradictory, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a conversation. I don't know if I did said this on the podcast before. I had a conversation with my my dad one time, and I came to understand it like last year on all the stuff, right? Uh, you know, I came to understand how offensive it can be for, or even maybe not even offensive, but just as scary for some white people to hear the term black power or talk about black empowerment, you know, as it is for black people to hear the term white power or white empowerment, right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> no matter the historical 
background or quote unquote disparity between the two of those statements, both of them talk about empowering or the power of another race with and with within uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, you know, without respect to any other, right? So in isolation, does that make any kind of sense? Yep. White yep. power means power white people, right? Or white colored people. Black power means power to black people or black colored people. So even though there are many black people in America, like, well, we've been disempowered for so long, right? So what we're just trying to say is now we need we need something. It's still a contradictory slash threatening slash aggressive statement to some, you know, white people, right? Yes. They, they, you know what I mean? Who 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 don't who aren't who don't see? Okay, yeah, I get it. You've been oppressed or blah 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 blah. You've been disempowered, and so now what you're looking for really, I guess, is equality or some sense of empowerment as a people, right? But see it as just the same way any other black person would see the term white power. Did it, you know what I mean? And yep. so like explaining that to people is like, if you could understand that, 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 that those two statements for a good amount of people could be exactly synonymous. Does that make any kind of sense? If you could explain that, like the term white power and black power could be exactly synonymous statements, but on opposite ends of the spectrum, you can understand a lot of the discontent that people feel about certain subjects, right? Mm -hmm. in terms of, and that's in terms of just black and white, right? Now, in terms of like the transgender stuff, right? We go to, to, to like what, uh, you know, um, he talked about J.K. Rowling, right? And how she had got canceled by the transgender community because she said gender's a fact and they called her a turf, right? Was that what it was? Do you yeah, remember what that yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something, something radical feminist. What the hell was it? Trans? I don't remember. He, he defined it all, but yeah, it was. Yeah. This, it was he, said, so, he said he had to look it up. Yeah, basically, he said he defined it as a turf was a, was a woman who was like, you know, I'm a I'm a woman. You can't steal my identity from me. Like I've been a woman since birth, right? <laughs> like literally, and had to deal with all the trials and tribulations that go along with being, you know, a female, right, in society. And now you're stepping in, you're saying you're a female and you're trying to, you know, take on the same kind of, you know, position I am. He'd be like, he's like, he's like, and he's like, not, he's like not saying J.K. Rowling this, that, right? But he's like, I get it because that would be like a white person trying to put on blackface and saying, I'm black, I understand all the issues of black people. And it's like, ah, no, I would be, he said, I would be offended by that, right? <laughs> it's like, so I can understand you know, how so women might be offended by, you know, uh, a, 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 a man identifying as a woman later in life and then saying, I understand all the problems and issues of being a woman. It's like, no, you cannot, right? <laughs> cannot, you never even had a period. So if you never had a period, you can't really, <laughs> you can't really understand it, right? And so, uh, and so I, I, I think like that's the, that's the, the the a lot of the essence of of some of those issues is that people not only are they just grouping up and just joining a group and becoming a member of a group right but they're they're abandoning their individual experiences and you know influences and you know um beliefs to be a part of that group right so so you you, you know if if you are a man who becomes a woman, right? 
you can't necessarily abandon the fact that you were a man for this many years. Can't necessarily abandon the fact that you were born with something dangling between your legs where she wasn't, right? And so you you know you know like those those when people whenever people make those types of I'm gonna abandon every piece of identity I had from the past and adopt this new thing, you're going to have a lot of arguing. <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have you're gonna have people if they attach too much to that new identity, then they're going to want to, 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 to cancel anybody who, uh, who, who, you know, disagrees with, or, you know, I guess assaults that, that, that new identity. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't think the whole turf thing is fair at all. If that makes any kind of sense, you know, I don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't think, you know, it's, it's, it would be, you know, super, I, w- I don't think a woman or anybody should tell somebody that's an adult, oh, you were born a man, you got to stay a man. Like, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever, you know, we've grown past that as a, as a society, right? If you feel like you were born a woman, but you have a thing in between your legs, then, you know, you get old enough, you fine, fucking remove the thing, you become a, you can become a woman, right? But, don't pretend like your history is that of a woman because that's not it, right? Yeah. <laughs> your, your history is that of a man who felt like a woman. <laughs> and that, and, and, and define yourself as that. You know what I mean? As, as, uh, or, or you can be defining yourself as a, as a woman, but don't take away from women what is their truth. You can't snatch that away from them. And you can't just jump in that pool and say, I get it, I understand, I'm a part of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't you can't not be a descendant of a slave and say, I know what it is to be a descendant of a slave. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't suction away that that type of identity. I think, and I think that is in a in a relationship of, of why we have so many problems with these groupings, is that, you know, even if I support Trump, but you know, I, my best friend growing up was was black, right? And or I went to you know this school and that school, and I I I just supported Trump because I believe in this these conservative principles of blah 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 blah. Now you're telling me I'm a racist. You're gonna suction away my whole life prior to this, right? And yeah. just confine me into this group. That's that's grounds. That's gonna be grounds for turmoil all day long, right? And I I I think the real question is, do we have a place for that kind of tribalism? in the world today is the world too connected right are we too do we you know do we have the ability to converse with too many people of different cultures different belief systems to fall into these dense thick you know basically you know verbal warring but warring tribes that we've fallen into does that mean am i making any kind of sense like is there a place for that in a global community where i can talk you know, I, I can talk to people outside of my culture, right? I can commune with people outside of my culture. Like, I think that was, you know, and I can find that commonality between me and somebody else and in Europe, and we're both American. We can find a commonality. And I can still have a friend in Europe who uh, my commonality is soccer because we both play soccer, right? <laughs> or, or, 
even better, being American, they like American football. And we can talk about, you know, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Cleveland Browns or something like that. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, yeah. Right? For you, I, right? I think, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're running on, up on time. And so I'll oh, end with, sorry, I'll end with this. And, and no, no, no. I'll end with this and I'll pass it over to you to just close it out. I think one of the things, what I love what you said there is about the, is about the looking at the differences between we can't pretend we knew what it's like to walk a lifetime in someone's shoes when we've only been walking in for a few days. Right. And I think what's really interesting now is we have what we have that is so unique to us at this time in history is we have choices over what we're going to identify with and form bonds over and then what actions we're going to take in terms of the tribalism aspect and what groups we're going to join. Oh, yeah. One of the, one of the, one of the more, I think one of the more powerful stories Chappelle shared in that, in that show, and it wasn't one that I think you think about as much because the closing story was so powerful and it pulls so much heartstrings was he talked about during the time of slavery, there was a black man who was freed, had a bunch of money. And he, after going through slavery and being free and having money, what did he do? He bought a bunch of slaves, had slaves, and he started to, I think he even was breeding slaves. And Chappelle was telling the story about how he was even more ruthless than many of the white slave owners. And, you know, he makes the joke, like the white guys are going up to him saying, dude, like, hey, this isn't okay to treat people this way. And so, so Chappelle was saying, so how can a black man, how can a guy who went through slavery, who was raised in slavery, turn to slavery and then have slaves? And he's like, doesn't he see that, you know, that's wrong or whatever, but he's like, that's, that's what the times called for. That was just what was familiar. And the guy is looking at a model of success and he saw these guys being successful and the way to be successful at the time was have slaves have them do the work and you do it. And so the guy's looking at that as a model for success. He wants to be successful. So he thinks, well, I got to have slaves. And I say that because what we're often seeing as being successful now, or at least what we have being broadcasted through the media is to cancel somebody else out for them not believing what we believe. And just because that is producing results in the short term doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the pathway to being ultimate success in terms of what we all likely want in the betterment of humanity. That might've been a short-term success for that guy who did that back then because it was what was familiar and what seemed to be working for the time. But at some point, if every, that had that, that chain had to be broken because if every black man or woman who was freed and had ambitions for success would have turned and followed his model of success and just started to turn to slavery, we would still have slavery. And in, in ways that it was, but because people broke away from it and realized that was a faulty system, that system started to change. And what we have now is we have these incredible opportunities for choice where cancel culture is a choice that we can use to achieve an outcome or success. But we also have other choices. We have a choice of, of acceptance, a choice of love, a choice of really trying to listen and, and understand what has a journey been in this person's life and to fault them, not because they don't know what my journey has been like, but to empathize with them, to hear them, to listen to them, to talk with them, and to, and to also acknowledge that there is no one right or wrong way here. Like if we were going to say what is the right way, the only right way really is love. And love is not canceling somebody or condemning someone because they don't believe what we believe or they don't think how we think or speak how we speak or act how we act or they don't use the rhetoric or the language that we do. 
love is having empathy and understanding. It's having patience. You know, there's a beautiful biblical verse about love in First Corinthians that talks about how love is patient and kind and love endures. You know, and, I, and I always thought that was such a beautiful saying of love because that's, those are often the things we don't think about with love. We think about you know, the romantic movie with the big crescendo music and the people come together despite all obstacles. Well, love really is having patience and it's being kind at times when we may not want to be kind. And, I, and, and, and so that's, I think, the piece I would like to end with for me today is, is one of the things I really got from the Chappelle show is we have choice. And then what makes this time, in my opinion, so unique to history is we have more choices available to us than any other time. And we have the means to broadcast those choices in ways we never did before. And if we really want to make change, if we really want to push the, you know, the advancement of our groups and equality and all those things, we really have that ability to be conscious of what means we want to go about doing it. I think canceling people and, and having people under the threat of cancellation, it, it, and it's in many ways a form of bondage, right? Because now we are going to be enslaved yes. in one way of thinking in one way only. And if we were, if that was the way of humanity for so long, man, none of us would be, even be here. We'd still be back in the Stone Ages trying to figure out how to fuck the arguing over if we can use fire to, to keep us warm or if, a, if a, a round tire is better than a square one. But because we humanity has been open to different ways of thinking, that is what has gotten us better. That is what has made us collaborative. That's what made us has made us the, the apex species, so to speak. It's never that we've been the strongest, the fastest, the smartest, or having the longest life. It's that we've been able to think in collaborative ways and cooperative ways better than any others to be able to survive, adapt, and overcome. And you know what? Funny, as you were talking. <laughs> And I think we talked about this last year. Um, again, I think it's I think it's all positive. It's turmoil, but it's the darkness before the light. Like, cause you know, it's the truth is we have more. Like you said, we have more choices available to us than at any other time in human history. Okay. Right? I mean, you can you can actually quote unquote choose what gender you are. That's how many choices that we have in front yeah. of us, as human beings, right? I mean, yeah. that's 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 absolute insanity, and so I think it, it poses us with a lot of questions that we never had to face before. And I think I think part of the natural thing to that is to try to put limiters on it, right? Because the choices expanded so rapidly, so fast, right? So many so many ways of thinking and being and believing became quote unquote unacceptable and so many other unacceptable ways became acceptable because now they're possible right yeah 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 it's 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 really it's really it's really it's really kind of crazy right so i mean body positivity wouldn't be a thing if we didn't have the medicate no offense to anybody who believes in that if we didn't have the medications to be able to sustain an unhealthy lifestyle it, it, it just wouldn't be a thing because people would just die younger Right. Jerry, your your audio just cut a little bit. You sound oh. like you're in a fishbowl. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? I better. can hear you. It just sounds like you're in a fishbowl. Uh oh. Let me uh let me see if I. What about now? Oh, it's good now. Yep. Okay. All right. So um, you know, type two diabetes would be a death sentence. 
you know, you get type two diabetes, you're going to die in, you know, five years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't have the medications and the things and abilities that we have right now. Dude, that's right? powerful. I never thought about that before. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Just, I mean, it's just real, right? It's, it's yeah. real. <laughs> like if you did, you know, you couldn't get the insulin, couldn't get your metformin, couldn't get that stuff. You'd be dead real quick. <laughs> right. And so, you know, body positivity in part is born out of our medical investments that allow you to be, have an unhealthy lifestyle to live sickly, right? You know, all of this stuff about transgender and everything else, you know, is born out of our medical ability to change your body, right? To, 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 to change who you are, whereas that wouldn't ha- have been a possibility, you know, back in the day. It just wouldn't. And so now we have all these choices that are really, really real, hard and firm. We can, you know, travel and mix with you know different cultures like before it would have been if you were greek traveling out of greece would have been like probably never would have traveled out of greece ever in your life you know what i mean if you were if you were yeah. egyptian you probably never travel out of egypt ever in your life right you, you know every, everywhere else and not only would you never travel out of there you'd probably never speak to a non-egyptian person Dude, ever even more life. than that if you were from baltimore or you're from fortuna you would never have left baltimore or fortuna no, 100%. And now, you know, even if you stay in those places, you interact with people from different places, different cultures, different everything else. So you're open to so much more, you know, influence. And, and I don't think, I think right now as human beings, we're trying to cope, right? And I think that's what in part cancel culture is born out of is, okay, now we have all these options. How do we limit them, right? How do we... How do we redefine what a person's supposed to be in this new global community? And I think our issue is we need to, instead of trying to tighten the definition, we need to just fucking broaden it. And, and I think that's the scary thing for people to do, to, to, to really accept this person has a completely different view from me and they might be right, mm. right? Or, or, or they are, in the least, they're not wrong for having their view. And that's really hard to accept because then is my view right? <laughs> I love it. I think that's a that's a good point to wrap it up on. Yo, yeah. Oh, hey. I, 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 I love the conversation today, bro. This was a good one. <laughs> Likewise, man. I, and I always appreciate you and everybody. We want to hear from you. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Questions. If you watch the Chappelle show, if you watch the, the special, what did you think of it? And if you haven't, definitely pop over you, on Netflix and watch it. It's, it's worth got, it's like hour and 10 minutes. We didn't give the ending away. We did not give the end of the yeah. story away. It's just at the last. If you just watch the last twenty minutes, super dope. Yeah, uh, 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 and uh, it'll touch. It should touch your heart. It should touch yeah. your heart. Yeah. All right, buddy. Everybody, right, we appreciate you.